Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media on at Everyman Sports. Uh, with me this week is my dad. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing great, son. All right, sweet. Well, let's talk about the week that was in the NFL. Um, and uh, we'll start off with the other games, but I, I know which game we're going to end on. So uh, let's just go down the list. So we had, of course, the Thursday night game that we had on while we were recording. The Cowboys pulled away 38-14, so the Redskins are out of the playoff hunt pretty much. Not mathematically, but, you know, that's a lot of stuff to jump over. Realistically, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're at 4-8, and eight, that's going to be really tough to jump. Jags continue theirs winning ways, 30-10 to 10 over the Colts. You know, Bortles throws for three, 309 yards, um, but still he's just, uh, until they have somebody better, he's all they got. You know they're not going to go very far with him. Um, that defense is 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 pretty strong. Yeah, it's really strong, um, and they're they're doing well. I mean, poor uh, Jacob uh, Brissett. He need uh, Jacoby Brissett. He needs a little bit more seasoning. He's pretty good, but I mean the Colts the Colts need help. Well, the Colts need a lot a lot of position help. I'm amazed they've done as well as they can. I mean, besides the Jets, I mean, I think they've two teams that did the the most with the least. Mm-hmm. Which in the end, if you think about it, it's going to hurt their their uh, their chances in the draft. At least you know, uh, unless they 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 pick the right person at the right spot in the middle rounds, it's it's not going to be as effective. Right. right. Um, Buccaneers took a shot to their playoff hopes, twenty six to twenty loss in overtime at Green Bay. Um, good game. Uh, uh, the running backs for the Packers, Aaron Jones and uh, Jamal Williams, I believe his name is. Uh, did played really well. Williams had 113 yards rushing, um, and Jones was able to score the winning touchdown in overtime for them. So there really had been a disappointment to Buccaneers. I mean, you know, considering Winston, you know, expected things out of him, Mariota. Yeah, well, Mariota's still doing pretty good. He, he's at least, lead, you know, his team is... But, but is, he did get hurt, you know what I mean? So True, true. Yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate. Uh, Niners get another one under the belt, so the Browns pretty much are secured number one picks. Uh, they can't do anything right. Who are the Browns or the Niners? The Browns. The Browns. Yeah, we'll get to them, especially the news that came down too. But the Niners uh, win fifteen to fourteen. Jimmy Garoppolo looking pretty good, two hundred ninety-three yards passing, um, and he's 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 uh, Marquise Godwin and him seem to be hooking up a lot. Ninety-nine yards for a good win. Right. Um, Patriots blew out the Bills. Well, what's new? Twenty-three to. Three. The big news out of there is Gronkowski going off, going off the rails, getting upset that a pass interference was not called on a on a turnover. He took matters into his own hands. Uh, his own elbows and helmet got so upset as the guy's laying prone, face down, holding the ball, right. dropping his helmet and you know bionic elbow on the back of his head. So he's suspended a game, but um. 
He did damage, and he didn't get ejected, but he got the one-game suspension. A la, um, well, Ch- that, that's what we're talking about, all these things happening. Where are the ejections? They just, I, I don't know. And we'll get, maybe, they, maybe they have to go you know, to, to the booth to these other refs. I mean, and nobody on the field can handle these matters anymore. No, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, They're and, inconsistent. Right, and then we'll jump over to the Jets game. The Jets win 38-31 over the Chiefs. Chiefs are reeling. Marcus Peters gets so upset at a, my goodness, that, that fourth quarter, that whole sequence where the Jets ha- had first and goal and then would get down to third and goal, and on third and goal they would get, you know, whole defensive holding three times, and then the last time was on the two-point conversion. The Jets get it, but there was still a flag on the play, and Marcus Beers gets so upset, picks up the ref's flag, throws it in the stands. He assumes he was ejected, but he was not. So just <laughs> so exactly to your point that they're like, who's who's ejecting these people? Nobody. Not even when they are. Exactly. Not even when the refs themselves are being disrespected. Well, you know that this goes at the integrity of the game, and you think that the league would want to support that? You'd think you know, that the viewership's down and the salary of the commissioner is up. So you tell me if that's a business model. Right. So the Patriots are going to have to, you know, go it with one well, less The Patriots' weapon. defense is really the story now, right? Offense is consistent. They look worrisome early in the year, right? And now they're putting it together. That's, it's scary. It's scary for But now Brady, I think, is 29-3 and three against uh, the Bills. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah, why show up? Yeah, really. Uh, Ravens. Ravens are, are in a good position for the playoffs. Forty-four to twenty over the Lions. Vikings. Opportunity. Vikings. Big game over the Falcons. And with the Eagles' loss in Seattle, twenty-four to ten against. How Seattle. real are they? Well, the Viking. Who the Eagles or the Vikings? Case Keenum. Yeah, talking about the Vikings. Well, the well. Viking. The Vikings now have the number one seed. You know, it's amazing. One loss by the Eagles. I mean, here they start nine and one, ten and one. You know. Right. And all of a sudden, one loss, they drop back one position, and we're starting to wonder, huh? Maybe well, they one thing, I, one thing I noticed about the Vikings is they they lead in um, you know holding other teams um, for third down conversions. That defense is strong, and, and, and yeah, defense, right? But offense, I think they're like fourth. Case Keenum really in the did. league for for conversions on third down. Look, uh, uh, Case Keenum, do not forget, Case Keenum in college is the passing yard uh, leader. He has thrown the most, he threw the most yards in college football ever. History. 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 I went back and looked, and I mean, ever since like 2002, like like every record just went up and up and up and up. I think like the leader for so long was like, Ty Detmer, and that was right. in like '88. So, you know, he he's not he has ability. You know, you, yeah. you know, so he gets he gets disrespected. I did like him, you know, and and I think he'll do well with the Vikings. And I'm glad that Zimmer's finally sticking with them. Also, Adam uh, Thielen has been remarkable. So let's hope they can do some in the playoffs, maybe. Uh, Titans aforementioned being the Texans. Uh, yeah, well, because the Super Bowl's in Minnesota. I mean, that'd be nice. Look, we had the first overtime game in um, Super Bowl history. How about the first home game in Super Bowl history? That'd be pretty home nice. Home team. Too. Yeah, that well, would be. It'd be a home team, home game. I mean, come on now. You'd want them to beat the Patriots? Oh, God. Anybody. Anybody. I would take the Eagles. And I'm not I'm not a Philadelphia fan in the least. 
Um, uh, the enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. Chargers, speaking of the Browns losing, uh, Chargers win again, nineteen to ten. Now th- those are good. They have a good color rush jersey. Um, we were just talking about the Saints and the uh, uh, Falcons with their uh, color. Well, the I all, the all about, blue. Talking about the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers all blue. I, that's yeah. not, I like that. That that one's nice. Exactly. Well, you know what's interesting with them because didn't they lose their first four games? Yeah, and now they're they're in a, they're a first place team in the AFC West. Now you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, so how I don't think anything like that's ever happened. Starting zero and four and then making the. Playoffs. I think zero and two. It's happened. Well, you've heard about. All this what, 0 and 4? Well, here's the thing. It depends what you go. Because everybody talks about, like, no 0 and 2 team has ever, or no 0 and 3 team has ever made the Super Bowl. No 0 and 2 team okay. has ever made the okay. Super Bowl. Stuff like that. So it depends what you're talking about. I mean, this is a, that's a weak AFC division, AFC West division. Uh, the ch- Raiders are very, uh, were very overrated, or at least they are just not playing up to their potential. Um, the Chiefs have fallen apart. Um, who else is yeah, what there? what the defense is that some Swiss cheese? That's it's sad. It's really sad. Um, hold on. And who is the defensive coordinator there? Who and um, it's, it's well, maybe Andy pays too much attention to the offensive side of the ball. I well, of course he does, but <clears> but now he passed off. Andy Reid passed off the uh, play calling duty for the first time, like ever. Like he would always call it, but now he's like, oh, I guess I gotta give it to somebody else. Not oh. like it, not like it, not well, like it helps. You hand everybody to work before you leave. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Uh, boy, L.A. You know, for some team that went for for a city that was like, we don't want football. They're getting some right. good football. They have two first place teams: the Los Angeles Rams, 32 to sixteen over the Cardinals. So two How L.A. Exciting teams. Exciting is that? That might be exciting, but you know, is it putting butts in the seats? You know, I, I they need a play. They need to be in the playoffs. What's going to help any L.A. team, Rams, Chargers, if any other come or if any other leave, what helps them is they need to be in the playoffs. I mean, you need there well, to be a big event. It could event. be the first game with the, with the uh, gas mask or whatever, with those fires. Oh, uh, I, heard, I heard the Rams were practicing, had to practice indoors, couldn't even be outside. Yeah, it's very, it's very sad to see, you know, you know, places like Bel Air and Van Nuys, you know, um, well, very famous and well-to-do um, areas of Los Angeles uh, and the suburbs, you know, really being Which affected by means the means that rich people can suffer too. Well, yeah, but still, it's sad. I mean, you know, you see one one news article about somebody who bought their house like eight days ago, and now it's gone, or three days ago. It's it, it's just it's very sad. It really is. So um, it's unfortunate, but in any case, um, uh, Saints went over the Panthers. Um, so that, you know, as bad as the AFC West is, I think the NFC South is a very competitive division. And, you know, you've heard the stat that there's been a different um, divisional winner every year yeah, for sure. like the past 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks win over the Eagles. Um, the Steelers in a, a body bag game. Twenty-three to twenty, a Monday, a return to the scene of the crime of the uh, wild card game. What last year? Two years ago? How long ago was that? With uh, perfect, you know. Hey, come on, let's go to the locker room. This game's over. And right. Then, well, you know, sometimes you're the bug, and sometimes you're the windshield. And the Bengals just seem to be the windshield. So, oh my gosh, um, Adam Jones leaves the field, and um, oh, who's the other one who left the field? I forget. But in any case. Uh, Ryan Shazier was the big name that came off the field. Um, 
with a yeah. Well, it was amazing after you know keeping not keeping his head up, right? He has his head down, makes the contact, and then he rolls over, holding his back. I mean, what compression of that spine! Wow. Uh, yeah. So he he. But was... that set the tone for some big big hits, all different ways. And Shazir was able to be um, airlifted out to um, to hospital. So he and he actually went under. He I think underwent. Like a uh, yeah, like you said, a spine stabilization surgery. Um, he's he looks like he'll be okay. I don't you know what that means for his career. You know is is best guess, mm-hmm. but I mean, but you so if you watch the replay, as soon as he gets hit, as soon as he makes contact, and his helmet get like his arm, but his arm look, just drops. Look at the position of his head yes. down, not up. No, and that's the problem. But yeah, he just drops. Yeah, yeah. You can see as soon as he makes contact, his arm just wilts. It's a quick, yeah. it's quick second. He just rolls over on his back, so and holds his back with both hands. And yeah. then later on the game, Vontez Perfect, he gets his by Juju. Uh, what's his name? Shine. <laughs> yeah, it's like Juju Jitsu. <laughs> Juju and um, yeah, so he got hit, and um, oh yeah, he turned around and leveled them. Woo! Right? And Schuster walking over him, stepping over him, just right. What's my name? <laughs> So that that got him a suspension as well. Um, so I've got two guys in my fantasy football teams that I had to uh, quick. Yeah, make, but I'll make tell changes. you, the ratings would go up if they had more more of those. I mean, if MMA sells, that those type hits will sell. But you know, it's it's it was a throwback game. It was. It. I'm telling you, that's. A, you know, a I watched the whole thing. Yeah. That, that that was amazing, right? It was absolutely unbelievable. Um, and then Brown and Brown, he took a huge hit in the in the end zone, like a spear oh, job to the helmet. Yeah, but he got up, walked off. I don't, I don't, some some yeah, guys can do it. Some he's amazing. That yeah. guy's yeah, he's the best player in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to say so. And at a, at such a premium position, like why? Because he just there's no way you can cover him. Yeah. I mean, he, everybody he, knows he's going to get the ball. It doesn't matter where you are; he snatches it. Like at this point, we don't blink an eye when he has over 200 yards receiving. Like, yeah, and I know. Yeah, we know. He's fun to watch, though. That ball is his. He knows. He gets up for it. He's not the tallest guy, but he he finds his way around. So the game I'll end in uh, end on, and uh, something we we neglected to mention, but it actually turns out well that it, it comes full circle. So the Raiders beat the Giants twenty four seventeen. You heard it for two weeks at least, you know, for a week and a half. And we've been on McAdoo all year, and this organization all year, and it just came to a big, it came to a big head. When the zit popped. When Ben McAdoo um, decided to sit, or well, depending on how you, you know, it's not that you, I didn't quit, <laughs> you can't fire me, I quit. You know, they presented the option to Eli Manning, said, we're going to start you for the first half, and then we're going to take you out at halftime and put in Geno and or Davis Webb. So it's up right. to you if you want to continue this streak of 241 uh, games uh, starting. These are know, the conditions. And then Manning said, you know what, well, then that's just going to cheapen it, so I'll just, I'll sit, you know, you can start him the whole game. And the original plan was to do Smith in the first half and then Davis in the second half. And then as the days went on leading up to Sunday's game, um, just outrage, outrage everywhere from Giant fans. I mean, never before in this area, you know, we're in the suburbs of New York. In this area, have we seen giant fans? I can't, can so you a guy ever... can make over $20 million a year, and you can't tell him what to do. But still, at the same time... Uh, he's an employee. Yes, I understand he's an employee. 
But what was the reason to do it? And I'll give you the re- uh, and let me add this caveat. So the original would Belichick pl- have done that? No, no, no. He would not have. Then it was the wrong thing to do. Well, here's the thing: because it originally went from Manning starts, Smith or Davis takes over the second half. Then when Manning said, "You know what? No." It was then supposed to be Geno in the first half, Davis Webb in the second half. And then it ends up being just Geno Smith the whole game. The whole well, how po- bad is Webb? But here's the whole thing. The whole point was to, you know, quote-unquote, you know, take a look at players for next year. to You know, because in a lost season like this, that's kind of what you're doing. Like, who's gonna, who, who still wants to be here next year? Who's playing well, well enough? Well, if your front office is doing the right thing, you should already know that. Right. Well... That's why yeah, there's a lot of catch up. They they got problems. Right. So so you just look stupid to then have Geno Smith start the whole game and play the yeah. whole game, and he played fine. You know he wasn't terrible, but you know twenty four to seventeen. That's you know, it's not like he he. And somebody pointed out Ben McAdoo's team never scored over thirty points in his in in his uh, in the last two seasons with the Giants. Yeah. They so here's an offensive guy, and you're not even. But, they didn't even but, do well. But was McAdoo looking for the Pat Riley look? Like, what was he doing? With he that? always looked like that. Don't forget, this is a guy who went up. He was ridiculed at his at his um, hiring press conference for wearing a suit that was like two sizes too big. Everybody said he was wearing his dad's suit. You know, memes came out <laughs> like how you look when you wear your dad's it, suit. But it, eleven and five, and and I didn't hear any of these things because of. And I'm always gonna don't forget, lo, um, not Lovey Smith. He look, He almost is just like him, just a little bit more quiet. Todd Bowles won ten and six with the team. Right. You know. So uh, you know. Uh, he gets no respect, obviously. No. I mean, Vegas had him at three and a half. Yeah. You know, over under games for the year. Yeah, and they're over. What do they have to now? They're up to up to four. Okay. There you uh, go. Uh, four or Catch five. Some tickets. Yeah. But I mean, Ben, and I'll always go. Boy, I'll always go back to the boat trip, where the wide receivers, because because right. uh, look at all the stuff that Beckham did, and he was just like, yeah, this is my. I, 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 I say get rid of him, get something for him. They're gonna try. He wants to be. Uh, I think the best. Look, there's a lot of diff- There's a lot of problems with the Giants right now. The best thing that could happen to them is. Uh, Beckham going down because if he comes back, he he might be damaged goods. I mean that ankle got nothing but abuse. I mean he was taking time off, time off, time off, time off, but he still wanted to play, and then right. just right. Poof, he blew it. So D- Davis Webb doesn't play uh, anything, and then the Mar- John Mara just looked absolutely embarrassed. He tried to do it, you know, he tried to do it halfway. He couldn't fully commit. You know, he high, he got rid of Coughlin, and he had the, the, the head well, coach in waiting. if you have a coach and a general manager, you don't make those decisions. Right. But well, what, unless you're Jerry Jones. But don't forget, he, what, you think Mara, you know, Reese came, you know, Jerry Reese came up to Mara and said, hey, look, I have this idea. We'll hire an offensive coordinator that has, doesn't work in Tom Coughlin's system, and he'll be your eventual head coach. And Mar- no, Mara was obviously in on that. Like this wasn't some. Pres- I didn't know this happened. <laughs> you know, John. You know, the Maras are. You know, yeah. like like the Roonies and the Browns and the Caldwells yeah. have owned this franchise forever. So nothing. Well, they purged the the guilty parties. Right. So Jerry Reese was fired as well. I mean, he was a guy who was kind of just coasting on the 2007 you know draft class. 
I mean, right. he had a really good uh, draft that year, and like just nothing, yeah. nothing worked. Old, yeah, and so now, now the thing is, is that who's you know Sp- um, Spagnola is going to take over. He's he's not going to last as you know a head coach. He's not going to be. I like coach. him this week. I can imagine, but the it begs the question: Who do the Giants? Where do they start looking for a general manager and a coach? And let me just put this out there, and I'm going to say this. The most success the Giants have had have come from what coaching tree? What coaching tree has given them the uh, most success? Bill Parcells? Ex- the Bill Parcells coaching tree. Bill Parcells and in the first two Super Bowl wins. And then the well, last... George Young. No, but, but hear me out. So it's t- a different general manager. You're right. It's a different general manager. But in the second uh, group, uh, in the Eli Super Bowls, who was the head coach? Tom Coughlin. What's Tom right. Coughlin, What's Coughlin's coaching tree? Right. Well, Bill George, Parcells. Um, yeah, Bill Parcells. So what I'm saying is, long story short, I wouldn't be surprised if you hear the name Josh McDaniels being thrown about. Right. And anybody who comes from the Belichick, you know, from the Brady. Uh, yeah, well, they better get Patriots. players. Well, I think they absolutely do. Well, they're going to have the fir- they're going to have a low pick, so they can. Well, Belichick had no love relationship with the Giants, but. No, but he was fine with them. Like, it, it, what I'm saying is, is that when uh, what's his when Mangini went to the Jets, that was like the only no, no, no. You can't go to the Jets. Romeo Cornell went to the Chiefs and the Browns, and yeah. and Charlie Weiss went to the Browns, and when you know all of these different places, and he was like, mm-hmm. yes, here's my blessing. You think that the he has a he holds a disdain for the Giants? Who? I mean, uh, Belichick. Belichick. Yeah. Do you think so? Well, it didn't end well, did it? What, for who? He, he, well, he, well, for Belichick, yes. I'm talking about for the Giants. Their relationship. Well, what makes you say? Because he was, wasn't... Wasn't he, he, wasn't he supposed to be the, the heir apparent? For Belichick? Or, um, for, yeah. uh, for Parcells? And who, who took yeah. the job after uh, Parcells left? Ray Hanley. Ray Hanley? Okay. I know it didn't work out well with the Jets. You know, I know that... Uh, right. But right. I I don't know I I wouldn't well it I, didn't work out well for in, in Cleveland for the Cleveland Browns but nothing works there for uh, Belichick no and nothing works in Cleveland and then Brady came along yeah jeez so uh, <laughs> let, so moving over to the news uh, as well with the Browns you know there's a lot of house cleaning going on uh, Sashi Sa- it's not Sasha Sashi Brown Sashi Brown the um, GM of the Browns. Was fired after going one and twenty-seven as uh, in charge of that ship. However, he... why does it take so long? It reminds me of Matt Mellon. Who? Well, see, it who... takes forever. I know, but what what team has had a revolving door somewhere and succeeded? <laughs> like you, you need patience, but one and twenty-seven—that's well, a little garbage bit garbage in, garbage out. You got to have it, uh, the door cast to keep swinging, right? And you need to start. And it is tough when you—you know—it's it, really easy to look back and say, you know, hey, how come you didn't pick this guy? But to be fair, the well, Bra- they missed out on a lot of people in a row. I mean, they've, they've they've been bad for a long time, right? But don't forget, in these last two drafts, they have traded draft picks that ended up becoming Carson Wentz. And Deshaun Watson. Right. That's well, a little bit like. Uh, well, that, they have a bunch of draft picks. They have opportunity to turn that thing. They out. have a Somebody lot of. They have a lot of draft picks. Plus, they have one of the lowest um, salary cap 
or the biggest salary cap overhead. Like they've got, they've got like I think fifty million in salary, or somewhere between fifty and a hundred million. I, I, salary I think cap. it's easier to take a team. Look what Bill Parcells did with the Giants. I mean, they were horrible, right? right. Well, they did a turnaround. Um, uh, Jimmy Johnson, they were horrible down there, right? So, and they changed that around. So you, you can look better when the expectations are low. You know, right. you take over a team that's already winning. That that's not so easy. Right, but I mean, this is this is low. They do, and I agree. They have a lot of draft picks, and just as I said, they have a lot of salary cap room. They, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a great situation for somebody to build if they know what they're doing. Hugh Jackson is a respected <clears throat> coach. He is good. He's he's good enough. Not to ruin anything, but he's not going to be the final guy to bring them far. But no, so he goes. Well, he's going to go whenever the GM comes in. He's yeah. apparently Haslam, the owner of the Browns, has said Hugh Jackson will stay on throughout this year, and then they'll go from there. But I could imagine, you know, the GM wants to keep just some like like a tryout. Like maybe I can work with Hugh Jackson after year if they go like three wins or less next I'm not year. Feeling that. The yeah, whole then culture they, has to change. Well, of course it has to change. So, but, but what, you know, you, you you can get used to losing. No, of course, and I think the... It's a horrible disease. The Browns have been pretty used to losing, which is unfortunate. Well, there you go. You can't be comfortable. Right, so let's move over to week 14 of the NFL. What are your best bets of the week? Well, I'm liking the Ravens. They're getting like seven, seven and a half. Uh, Did that line drop? uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh, Sunday night game. That is... um, I have Pittsburgh given five and a half. Oh, I'm sorry, give him five. Give him five. So Baltimore... Okay, that line moved. Um, I think it started at seven. Yep, sorry, yeah, at seven. I'm liking the Ravens. I'm liking their chances. That body bag game, that takes a lot out of you. Um, did they have any suspensions on that team? Who? The Pittsburgh? Yeah, Juju. Yeah, for the game. Yeah, Juju. Okay. Juju. Yeah, well, that's a big deal. Obviously, a physical presence. Yeah, well, wide receiver. And, of course, uh, but here's the other thing, you know, win-win for uh, Shazier. You know, you've got both sides. You've got like here's a wide receiver. Well, that's a good point. I you mean, know, that that's a good point. So, and it's at and it's in Pittsburgh. I mean, it's going to be Raven Steelers is an. They intent. usually play close. You know, I, I'm, no I'm matter that five no matter how bad the Ravens can be, like they're not terrible in a, in a given season. But they show up for the Steelers. Oh, they absolutely show up for that. Uh, and Harbaugh Harbaugh is quietly one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah, top well, th- top three. You know, he he gets lost in the shuffle. He gets yeah, lost in the shuffle. But I like him. I like he, him. He's consistent. I mean, he's he's one you look at. And yeah. So I would have to, yeah, plus five. Baltimore plus five in Pittsburgh. That's a close yeah. game. I could see it being like a three to four point game. So yeah. Baltimore covered that. Um, I, I saw that six and a half. Is that the line in, uh, I, I like the Redskins. So Washington, let me see if I can find that game. I think there's Chargers. Washington L Washington at at the Home Depot uh center. Um I have six. Uh Chargers yeah, given six. six. Okay, yeah, so six and a half. Whatever. So the I mean What are you thinking? Yeah, you know, well I'm thinking that the you know, that's a four point game. Because there's no doubt that cousins, you know, can make it competitive. Now I know they look bad against the Cowboys. Mm, they did. They did, but yeah, chart a Rivers Cousins shootout maybe. Yeah, I could see that something like 
forty-five, thirty, <laughs> like forty-five, thirty-eight, forty-five, thirty-seven. That type of stuff. Oh, that's oh wow. Yeah, some of those don't cover that number. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm reaching out for that, and I'm reaching out for I'm taking all all the points this week. I'm tired of spotting that wood. You know, <laughs> yeah, that that that's difficult. Um, yeah, it's very very tough year to pick for me at least. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'm going with the Giants. You know, I like that message that they send. If the off if the front office can go, then our jobs aren't safe either. Sometimes guys can get back to playing, you know, for themselves. What was once the prime, t- you know, early in the season, at the beginning of the season, what was once a prime time game, Giants Cowboys in New York, had moved, had, was now moved to a one o'clock game, in favor yeah. of the uh, Rams uh, Eagles in L.A. But that, but that line is what five? Uh, which one? The uh, Giants. Giants. I have it as um, getting three and a half at home. Started off at six. Now I now it's at three and a half. Oh wow! Yeah. So Giants plus three. Oh, I think three I got them at five and a half. Okay, five and a half that could work. But still, home game after all of the the hoopla and now Dallas is coming on ten ten days off. Yeah. Um, Eli, I could see Eli coming back in. Like I'll show you what I've got left, and then going to town. Okay, I could see that. Well, you know, sometimes you know. I, the horse needs a new a, a new rider. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. All right, so we've got Baltimore plus five. You say Giants plus five and a half, and then uh, Washington plus six. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'm looking at that. Interesting. Let's move over to college football, and uh, the bowl games are all set. It was um, championship uh, Saturday last week. Um, and Georgia actually showed me something. Um, Auburn, it was a close game at halftime, and then Georgia jumped out ahead 28-7. That was amazing, wasn't it? That was. The the whole year has been surprising. I was really certain that uh, as soon as Auburn, you know, had the lead, and they, I mean, Georgia really couldn't get much offensively in the first half. Then right around halftime, they really put it on. I think they led like 10 or 14-7 or something. In any case, but I I just thought, here it goes again. And Georgia pulled it out pretty convincingly. And you'd hear it on the broadcast early on. I mean, Gary Danielson, he's a big shill for the SEC. And all he's all about Alabama and Auburn. He kept talking like, if Auburn wins, then maybe they should be ranked ahead of Clemson and all this stuff. But Georgia ends up winning 28-7. What about Wisconsin? I mean, I I had mm, I talked about it last week. Wisconsin was very much in the boat with Georgia. Got to show me something to actually do something. And here they lose a heartbreaker very close to the end. I mean, they had multiple chances, but on that final drive in, in the last minute, there was a crucial holding penalty on their offensive line, which brought them back into their own territory, and they never was able. They were never able to get out of it. Ohio State wins twenty-seven to twenty-one. Um, Clemson routed Florida uh, Miami 38 to 3 that surprised me I yeah yeah but I mean Clemson I mean they're the national champs and oh yeah yeah we know they're really good but I you know Miami was looking good prior to that game they were but I mean Clemson is now as close to a veteran in this new playoff system as you can get them and Alabama are the constants and Oklahoma also beat up on TCU 41 to 17 um, and also, really, and they're, and they're back in the, they're 
they, they, they're, they're, they're in, the number one team? Uh, no, no, uh, Clemson is. Um, but also another interesting... Well, ranked, ranked they are, but what do you, what do you think? How do you think it's going to wash out? Um, well, I want Clemson. So uh, the championship, uh, or the, uh, I should say, pardon me, the run that's New Year's, right? Yeah. So here's how it's going to work. So uh, Sugar Bowl, Clemson versus Alabama, which is kind of like a home game for Alabama. Um, but you know, I want Clemson. I'd like to think Clemson. This is the third time they're facing each other, Clemson and Alabama, within the last three years or four years, and they're Exciting. they're one and one. So keep that in mind, and don't forget, Clemson pulled one out at the end last year. Uh, High-scoring game, Deshaun Watson. He's not around anymore, but that's still a good team. So Clemson's ranked number one, Alabama number four. Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, Oklahoma versus Georgia. That's that's just a nice matchup historically, if you think about it. When was the last time you saw the Sooners and the Bulldogs versus each other? I can't. And especially a high-profile game like Rose Bowl, where everybody watches the Rose Bowl. The Sugar Bowl, if you get a chance, you can, because at that point you're partied out. And it's time to go to bed because you got work the next day. But Oakland, <laughs> but the Rose Bowl, everybody watches it. Even if sure, they even absolutely. even if they're not sitting in front of it, they got it on the background. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to I kind of want to say Oklahoma. I'm interested. Yeah, that'd be great. I think the, I think the worst thing would be an Alabama Georgia matchup because you just know like Georgia would just crumble under the, <laughs> under Alabama. And quite honestly, I. You know, I I know there was a big debate about who goes in, Alabama or Ohio State, because Alabama didn't even win their conference, and they jumped over a conference winner. And the body of work and all this, but I mean, Wisconsin was undefeated pretty much the whole season. still the best college coach, isn't it? Who, Saban or Meyer? Yeah, Saban. Yeah, he is, and you know, him and, you know, we talk about Clemson and Alabama versus each other, Urban Meyer versus Nick Saban, I mean... That went all the way back to when Urban Meyer was coaching at Utah and upset, you know, uh, an Alabama team in, I think, the Sugar Bowl or whatever. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm, I'm okay if Alabama's in, yeah. I mean, they're the big draw. But I feel like Ohio State should get more credit for winning their, their conference. If they're talking about, you know, all these other conferences, you got to win your conference to even be yeah. considered. Yeah, well, that's a well-coached team, sure. Right. Well, but here's the next step is what it should be is the eight-team playoff. Like, that should be it. Because you well, look, well, don't forget all that, the... I mean, we've spoke about this in the past. That's what people want, more and more. Right. But when you look at, there's no reason why you should take a 6-5 and five Georgia State team versus a 6-6 six and six Western Kentucky team to play the Auto Nation Cure Bowl. You're telling me you wouldn't be psyched on December 16th to see um, number 8... Who's number eight? Number eight USC versus number one uh, Clemson in in a in a in a bowl game on December sixteenth. You're telling me you wouldn't be interested in seeing um, Alabama versus Ohio State in a first round yeah. in a first round yeah. game December sixteenth at the Camellia Bowl or, or or the New Orleans Bowl? I mean, come on. Okay, so you said build on it. Build on it, and it's it's perfect. Here's what you got? You got big draws. You okay. use these bowl games, have it set early enough in the month of December, because next can they you know, share the money enough between these? Can they make that agreement? Can you uh, we're will, holding it back? Uh, uh, um, old time politics, you know, good old boy type stuff. Right. Um, and you know, also these smaller teams that say, "Hey, 
you know, or these smaller, like the Sunbelt Conference or, or, or Conference USA that say, hey, <laughs> how come our guy, why are you taking from us? Right, right. You know, right. you know, steal from the poor to give to the rich, that sort of stuff. Right, that makes sense. But, but I mean, it, it, it's obvious that's where it needs to go. Because if you're constantly, because mm-hmm. the whole thing about the college football playoff was end the debate. And now all we have is 13 people in a room with a giant chalkboard trying to, to say, hey, we should have my guy in, or hey, we should have him in, or he did me a favor once. No. Right. Eight teams, boom. There you go. Get rid okay. of So that's my take. I think eventually it'll get to that. I, I think you're right. I think you Maybe are Maybe right. when football becomes less popular. Right. Or when they see, wait, you know what's going to surpass it? When the NFL starts to lose a little bit of money, not, not lose money, but their, you viewership. know, well, viewership, just, just basically where college football says, hey, if we make this one jump, we could actually be more successful than the NFL. Like that last little bit to get them over the hump, the ace, yeah. you know, the ace up their sleeve. So, um, so this week is, uh, the, uh, historical Army versus Navy game, and we are recording this on December seventh. Um, Does Army have any any shots? I mean, Navy Navy's been good for a long time, and especially yeah. So I, I lopsided. Yeah, I mean Navy. They just know how to run the ball. I mean, they're just, they nobody can stop them, you know. Yeah. And especially not a team like Army. So it's always a good watch. I mean, look, Army's eight and three. That's that's pretty good. Navy's six and five. It's pretty well, that's good. And to be fair, Army did win last year. True. You know, I Navy leads fifty-eight to fifty in their all their meetings. So, yeah, I I I think Navy might take it back. I think Navy might take. Also, get we, that trophy back. Mm-hmm. Also, we've got the um, the Heisman Trophy will be awarded earlier that day. It's uh, the quarterback. Well, it's Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma. You've got Bryce Love, who's a running back, I believe, out of Stanford. And then you've got last year's winner, Lamar Jackson, uh, quarterback for Louisville. It's kind of hard not to say Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's the biggest name in that. He's been the name all season for good and for bad. And that team will probably go the farthest. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, can, I don't see Lamar Jackson being you know, the first back-to-back winner since, um, yeah. since uh, Griffith. You know, uh, let's look at his stats real quick. Um, he had uh, about 50 less passing yards than he did last year. He had five less touchdowns, um, but he also had three less interceptions. He played also one less game. Um, and Bryce Love, like when you're t- looking at his stats, you know, this is also somebody he, 19, 1,900 yards rushing, wow. um, 17 touchdowns. But I mean, you know, his team also. What was his team? They were nine and four, and I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's Baker Mayfield to lose. Like unless he does something really. Yeah, yeah I agree. Within the within the next couple of days to really mess right. it up, and he's also last year he was third in the voting, so I think it's going to be Baker Mayfield. I think he's that was his favorite. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving over to baseball. Um, so, uh, Otani has now narrowed it down to five West Coast teams and two Midwestern teams, the Rangers and the Cubs, that which got a lot of the, (coughs) excuse me, a lot of the East Coast teams very miffed. 
some people are calling sour grapes and uh, wah wahs on the teams like the Yankees, you know. First, you maybe, know, maybe he wants to go home on the weekend and visit his family. He might need to. And we talked about like he wants to go to a, a team that doesn't have a historical Japanese, um, you know, player. And he's also what what I that think would is, be Texas, right? Well, Texas, Chicago, the Giants. Although the Giants do have a very you know, but I mean the Mariners obviously had uh, Ichiro, and they've had other players since. Um, so even though they're in the technically in the running, it kind of doesn't feel like they are. The Padres maybe could be interesting. I mean, you know, you're also he's what twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. He's you know he's he's still young. He's still you know maybe wants to hang out, enjoy, you know some nice you know some nice weather you go to new york there is a lot of pressure in new york not as much in san yeah, diego but it has to be an american league team not necessarily it, how's he gonna, why not it'll be dh no he's gonna play he's here's his choice either he dh's he dh's and plays outfield like three games each and then pitches on the fifth or whatever pitches on that fifth day in between or he goes to the national league and he plays the outfield for six games and on on the one day on his pitching day he pitches so he plays huh. every day. Yeah, he it's it's all worked out. Like the, he's not he's not he doesn't have an iron glove. He's not a terrible. Yeah, what, what does that do to the um, like the morale and the pitching staff? This guy's well, who's he working with? He's an outfielder. He has to work with them, right? Right. But don't forget who. Not in the bullpen all week. No. Can you do your job like that in the major leagues? Well, all I'm saying is everybody, you know. It, before games uh, are played, when they take their batting practice, who's out in the outfield shagging fly balls? The pitchers. It's always the pitchers out, out there because then they work on stretching their arm out by throwing the ball back into the infield. And they have long toss, so it's not as if this guy doesn't have like a weak arm because he's not doing anything. He's throwing the ball around, and he'll actually get a chance to show off his arm in the outfield. Mm. So, oh, uh, Giants, so Mariners, Giants, Padres, Rangers, Cubs, and the Angels. But yeah, and a lot of apparently a lot of uh, some unnamed executives from East Coast teams are saying we got, we got had, we got played, we put together all this these you know we had to have do a homework assignment, and the guy doesn't even consider us. And interestingly, interestingly enough, he's he's looking to take less money. I mean, of course, the Yankees put forward like the most amount, saying hey, or you know, the Red Sox too, right, and they right. kind of get no, 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 we don't want the money. Which when you look at the Yankees and the Red Sox, what do you mean you don't want the money? So here you go to smaller, smaller um, West Coast markets, and they're coming through. And the Giants, interestingly enough, they're trying to work together a trade for Stanton. They're one of the two teams, them and the Cardinals, trying to get uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Well, knowing the history of the Cardinals is them. Yeah, it seems like it, but, but first— They got pull holes. They pulled a lot of things. I think even they got Roger Maris. Yeah, they got Roger Maris, but don't forget Matt Holliday signed that like twenty-year deal at like a million a year or whatever it was, just so he could play there. Like he took a, like a, um, a long, a very long-term deal that was club-friendly, and he's still going to get you know his market value over time. Right. Um, but uh, but right now the Giants they have like they they almost have like like two different fallbacks. If Otani doesn't work out, they've got Stanton. If Stanton doesn't work out, they possibly have Otani. So it's really interesting how that's working right now. Um, and Aaron Boone was officially um, uh, met with the press um, as the uh, as the new manager of the Yankees. Well, he never managed anything, did he? No, no. I mean, uh, and he's also coming from the booth. 
which has there's there's two names when you think of of former broadcasters coming down. Now these fe- these other broadcasters. I'm sorry. Tim McCarver. No, 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 no. There were two, and they were both in the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, Bob McKen- uh, Bob M- Bob Brenly, um, who did the Fox games for a while, and then Buck Martinez, who was a, a Blue Jay, um, an ESPN announcer. Well, Buck Martinez floundered, and Bob Brenly was uh, the coach of the 2001 Diamondbacks when they won the World Series. So it can go either way. You've got the Buck Martinez, or you've got the Bob Brenly, which is which right. is going to be. And just it's interesting the way like I understand Aaron Boone had a great moment for the Yankees and it's their new the you know Bucky Dent 2.0 but he was only playing for them with a year. I don't understand how it's how no, it's it's about relating to the young players. Yeah. Yeah, I which I'm fine with. I understand, but just to be like this guy is is a Yankee through and through. He played one year, had a very uh, absolutely had an incredible moment, a historical moment, but it's not one where you go like this is, you know, this is an all-time classic. No. Like, I don't even think he comes back for uh, for old-timers days. Well, is Willie be better than Willie Randolph? He's got to be. You know, I mean, Willie Willie tried. Like, Willie, Willie Randolph uh, f- with the Mets what felt very much like in football with, like, I'm trying to think of a good example, like Belichick with the Browns. Not to say that Willie Randolph would become... You know, he would have been better somewhere else. But just like, I'm going to take the... Or Mangini with the Jets. Like, it was good at first, and then it really fell off. Like, I'm going to bring the culture that I know down here, and it just doesn't work out. Because everybody else is just like, what? What are you doing? This is stupid. Stop. So, um, that's going on in the world. Oh, and the uh, Mariners actually... Mariners and the... uh, Marlins just made a trade actually earlier today. D. Gordon, who led the majors with 60 stolen bases last year, goes to Seattle. And so now they'll have an infield with uh, Robbie Cano. And now D. Gordon's a second baseman by trade. He might either move over to shortstop or Cano might move over to shortstop. So it'll be interesting what really? they do. But this is a big, this yeah, this is a big get for the Mariners. I mean, a speedster who gets on base. I mean, he's also a, I think, a batting champ. He might also be a batting champ, I think. Maybe that'll persuade the Japanese player to play there. Well, that's a possibility. Like, hey, look. Look what we got. You know, we can happen. I mean, the Giants, they pulled out all the stops in their meeting for Otani. They brought Buster Posey in. Like, hey, let's, you know, let's talk. This is what it's like. It's pretty awesome here and blah, 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 blah. So, Hmm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see see how that turns out so all right dad well thanks very much for joining me this week oh it was absolutely that was fun i agree this was a lot of fun so uh everybody uh take care um we should be recording uh next week but if we don't uh see you before or re- record before then happy hanukkah happy first night of hanukkah for everybody who celebrates probably be coming back on on the second or third night of hanukkah so And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Speaking of uh, Hanukkah, Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.